Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I am really excited about the guest I have on today. Her name is Michelle Aldridge and I'm just going to I'm going to let her tell you about her. Like she's she's absolutely amazing. I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. So let me welcome my guest, Michelle. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate ahead. you coming on. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. You, I love what you do. So, a little bit about me is that, you know, we met what just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um was it that long ago? It was a couple, two, two, three years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm an architect and also do personal fitness training. And, yeah, I think uh, I just got into Grant Cardone. I think that's how we kind of met. It is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Definitely. That circle. Um, I read his book and it changed my entire life. Which book? Um, The 10X book. 10X rule. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I grew up in Kansas and <laughs> I went off to architect uh, out in Hong Kong and then I came back and I decided I wanted to do a little bit more entrepreneurial stuff and I was talking to this one guy and he was like you got to check out this guy named Grant and I'm like okay so I, I was like okay well, what about this guy you know and then <laughs> yeah. I, he was like you got to read this book okay all right and I got him on audible and I was on the Stairmaster, right? I was in my weight loss journey too. I was on the Stairmaster and I was just getting amped up from listening to this book <laughs> on the Stairmaster. I'm like, how is this book like motivating me so much? This is crazy. Yeah. So, so that's kind of how I got into the whole like success crowd, I guess I call it now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so you grew up in, let's, let's start with. You were born and raised in Kansas. What yes. what part of Kansas? I was I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I actually spent a week in Wichita once. Oh yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. my parents still live there. My brother and uh, my little niece are there too. Really? So, uh huh. Nice. Yep. <laughs> My my brother my brother in law was an Air Force pilot, and him and my sister were stationed in Wichita. For oh, okay. I, I don't even know how long, a couple years or so, and I so I went out there one summer and spent a week out there. So, but, that's awesome. Yeah. What did you think of it? I don't remember. I, I really, it's been so long ago. I don't. Well, you know, Kansas is kind of one of those flyover states, anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so is Ohio. So, yeah. So, so you, so you grew up in Wichita, and and I mean, was was life pretty perfect? Um, I mean, life was just very, you know, dad was an engineer, mom was a nurse. Um, yeah. you know, we had the whole suburban life, you know, life was not hard. There was lots and lots of church. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I remember the most, lots of church. And then, yeah, so I mean, it was just a very normal childhood, really. So yeah, I got uh, three kids in my family. I'm the middle child. So. Oh yeah, I can relate to that. So oh, yeah. so yeah. So as you um, as you like grew up, you went to high school. I mean, what something? What was it that made you go? I I want to be an architect. Um, I think 
I was in fine arts. Um, I'm a good draw. I, I draw well. And yeah. then I decided that I'll go to school, go to college and kind of figure it out. Got into fine arts school and then was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do with this. I was in class with like uh, people who thought they were animals. They wore tails and ears. And I said, I don't know if I really, uh, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think of this. If this is like the destiny, uh, this is a little bit too weird for me. <laughs> yeah. This was in, in fine arts school. Yeah, I'm not kidding. They were called the furries. Oh my they were called God. the furries. And so I was like, okay, I was good at math and I was good at, um, you know, at drawing. So I decided maybe I'll try architecture. And then I got into the school, you know, I had to pass calculus and physics. It was terrible, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I did it. And then I think it was about um, my third year where I was like, gosh, I don't even know if this is for me, but because it, it's a hard, hard school, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I got my master's in it. And I mean, it was just uh, the the school on campus is known as the lighthouse because it's just always lit up from everybody working so hard. But I, I think it was just that moment where when you can draw something and then see it physically built, it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, it's just seeing something in a very tangible physical form from what you had in your mind. Um, I think that was the most exciting part about architecture. Yeah. So, yeah. That, cool. that would have to be incredibly cool to, to yeah. be able to, to see that happen. It's a very cool experience for sure. Even even just with 3D, you know, just yeah. taking it from a 2D to, to seeing it in a, a 3D model is very cool to me. Wow. So, and, yeah. and so you don't know, though, what what it was that made you go, I want to be an architect? Like, just No. <laughs> it was just one of the, like, I like drawing. I don't like the, the weirdos. Boring story, yeah. It's a very boring <laughs> story, I know. Um, but no, I did. I did uh, shadow an architect in, in 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 Kansas, and I think it was Ben. He owned a firm, and he showed me around. And I said, okay, yeah, this looks pretty cool. All right, and you know, it was my dad's an engineer, so I was like, okay, this makes sense. So yeah, boring story. Sorry. That's <laughs> all right. No, that's. Um... <laughs> But I, so, so you went, you went to architect school, you, you obviously got, you got your master's degree, you said, um, uh -huh. you come out and you get a job in architecture and you're making millions of dollars and that's no lived happily uh, ever after. No, that's not how it goes. Oh. Especially when I graduated. Uh, so it was 2008, the recession hit and I realized that every single architect was being laid off for taking my job, which was less than $10 an hour at the time. Senior architects were taking whatever they could get. And I realized that uh, I had to do something. So I ended up going overseas to Paris and I took an internship there uh, and worked under some really cool architects and ended up getting hired with them. I went back out to Paris. I, and then from Paris, we were working on a project that was in Hong Kong. And I, they asked me to move to Hong Kong and set up the firm and kind of be in the face of the client and build a project. Uh, but I was one of the very lucky ones, you know, it wasn't very easy. It was just like, you know, a constant struggle to, to either get a job, to keep the job required, you know, working 80 hours a week, something stupid. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, you know, like 
it's not a, at the end of it, you're still only making a, you know, like architects don't even get paid that well. So they don't <laughs> No. Hold it. What wasn't, wasn't, um, starting salary is about 50 grand. Maybe what? Maybe if you're, if, Maybe with a master's degree. Shut with, up. Are you yeah, kidding yeah, yeah. me? No, no, no. I'm not kidding. Architects are probably the most underpaid profession in the entire <sighs> world. But Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you go through all that school, hard school, and you're getting, you know, 50 grand out, maybe out of school. What? That's yeah. ridiculous. It's crazy. And that was when I was like, okay, I needed to go the entrepreneur route. <laughs> wow. Okay, so were you making 50 grand a year in Hong Kong? Uh, my my starting out salary, gosh, I want to say was in the 40s, but my living was paid for. My living was paid okay, for. Okay, so maybe 70-ish. 50, 55, I would say. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, like then in Hong Kong, my next salary was, I think I was making 65 at my next one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, right? Oh, never, my gosh. Like, you don't think you get you go to that much school and you do all that for under six. Pick. And, you know, like I grew up in Kansas in a middle class family, so I didn't know the difference. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, right. Great. I mean. At that time, at the recession, it was just good to have a job, to be honest. So, I yeah, like, you know, you're well, like, and I mean, and look, you, you got the experience of living in Hong Kong, oh, yeah. right? Amazing. That's pretty cool. Um, and, and I'm sure getting a master's degree didn't cost that much. So, oh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely not. So, oh, my God. So, so wasn't Mike Brady from the Brady Bunch? Wasn't he an architect? I don't know. All I know is George Costanza really wanted to be an architect. Maybe he was my influencer. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's how we got all the ladies, right? Right. <laughs> I really, I really, I, there was a time in my life when I thought I wanted to be an architect. So I think oh, I gosh, told you, you know, that people before. People always tell me, oh yeah, I was good. I was like, good thing you didn't do it. Trust me. Good thing you didn't. Yeah. So. Well, but you have that, you know, you have that experience, you have that education and that's, that's incredible. Yeah. So. No, I don't regret any of it, you know, and, and, and from architecture school, I learned how to just learn software, to be honest, Yeah. because to do a project, you have to know at least six different softwares very well inside and out to actually, you know, get your your design and your vision out, whether that's in AutoCAD drafting, whether it's in 3D modeling, whether it's in a presentation in, in Adobe InDesign, like whatever. So right. I learned how to pick up how to use tools to be able to do whatever I needed to do. Right, right. So, so, so you, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with my controls here a little bit. I, this, sure. this light, my lighting has me like, I look, pale <laughs> I'm like, what is going on with my lighting here Need the spray i know i'm and I, I i don't feel like i'm that washed out white what the heck um so so you're so you were an architect in, and how long were you in hong kong you said Couple i was in hong kong for roughly three and a half years oh wow yeah wow. i was there for a minute i was in paris for about off and on eight months 
Okay. And then I got shipped off to Hong Kong, and I, I loved Hong Kong. Um, I love Asia, to be honest. So yeah. uh, definitely could go back there again. Really? So. And live there? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Wow. Really? I lived on a boat. I lived on an island. I loved Life was good. There. Yeah, it's great. So, yeah. Wow. It was great, yeah. And then I moved to Denver, and I'm here now. Yeah. And although it's cool, I don't know. I just miss the boat. I miss the, the sea. I miss kind of more of the, the adventure and, you know, like, the kind of expats and stuff. So it's a little bit more quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What Denver, granola. Denver is? Or... Granola here. <laughs> What's that? Granola. <laughs> In Denver? Oh, yes. <laughs> Are you a fan of granola? <laughs> I have so many friends in Colorado and I'm always joking with them. I'm like, Hey, did you hug your local tree today? Or... <laughs> so that's funny. But so, so, um, so how long have you been now? You moved to Denver from Hong Kong. Like you, like, yeah. What made you leave Hong Kong? If you, if you loved it so much, um, I guess I got fat. You got what? Because I got fat. I was fat? All the time. Yeah, I got fat. You? <laughs> yeah, I got fat. That's why my whole transformation happened. So I was working all those hours as an architect, and I just found myself just, just fat. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to make a change, you know? And so then I just got obsessed with fitness and was like, all right, I need, like, a full-out change. And I had missed the States a little bit, you know? That's like... Hong Kong is cool, but there's some things that like you you just you just miss when you're abroad. You know, you miss your family, you miss your friends, you miss you know just like the states. And so I was like, okay, well, I need to make this change. I gotta I gotta get back. I gotta you know do something. And so yeah, I got obsessed with fitness, and then decided I was gonna enter this bodybuilding competition. And I'm just that type of person who just like. I'm just in it, you know. Hold it. You you decided you're going (laughs) to enter a bodybuilding competition and you were still fat? I was fat. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I mean, even when I started my fitness journey, like, I I started listening. It was Eric Thomas. Oh, I love E.T. I had him in my ear every single morning about, what, 4.30 a.m. I would put Eric Thomas in my, my ear pods and I would go to the CrossFit gym. I would run there. I'd run to the CrossFit gym, which was about a mile. And then I would do my CrossFit. I would have Eric Thomas on the way back. And then, you know, like just decided, all right, I'm doing this thing, you know? So. (laughs) Wow. So, so (laughs) hold it. Were you, were you running to the CrossFit gym fat? Fat. Yeah. Really? Oh my yeah, God. Fat. What's fat? I mean, fat, fat, or just like fat. a few pounds? Fat. Fat. <laughs> fat. And I'm five feet tall. So like every, every pound matters. <laughs> yeah. Every pound has a, you know. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. That's funny. So, so you, <laughs> you, you moved back to, now wait, you, you moved back to Denver. Uh huh. I had a girlfriend who lived out here. Oh, um, okay. She still lives out here. She, I grew up with her in Wichita, and uh, she, she's in real estate in Denver. And she was like, "Oh, you love Denver, try it." And so I said, "Okay, why not?" You know. <laughs> and so I decided on Denver. I definitely knew I, I couldn't go back to Kansas. And what year was that? What year? Uh, that was two thousand 
14. Okay. So, 14. so I've been here for about five years. So you get your fat butt on an airplane. Yes, you get my fat butt on an airplane. Practically needs a double seat. Yeah. That is so funny. I can't even believe I'm talking to Michelle Aldridge about being fat. That's ridiculous. So I just put like I I I posted that you're on my show, and I put a couple of your the one of you in the 10x gear and the one of you on the Jeep. I I use those your your modeling pictures. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you look so fat, like just huge. There was a lot of work. So, so it was a terrible, like very, very long, long journey. So, oh my gosh. Okay, so uh, let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> slow the the story down. Okay, so so you were in. So you you flew. You, you quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they said, "Why are you quitting?" And you said, "Cause I'm fat." Yeah, pretty much. No. So, so you fly back to Denver. You're, you you have a friend in Denver, but what did you do for work? Um, I, I believe, let's see, contract work. And then, um, as an architect. Yeah. Or design. And then I also, uh, was doing some leasing as well. I was working as a leasing officer and then doing some personal. Yeah. I wasn't a trainer then. So yeah, that's what I was doing. Wow. So you I eventually did do training though and I got my first like fitness class gig. So that was Really? Fun. Yeah, twenty five dollars an hour working as a fitness instructor. Oh my gosh. But and that's a lot different than being an architect. Yeah, it's a lot different. Yeah. And then uh, you know, the more I got into fitness, I sat there and was like, Hey, really kind of still miss design. Wow. So, that's one of the things that I always get torn up with is like focusing on one thing. And, and it's, it's uh, one of my, my true things is I have so many different passions, you know, when you do, it's hard to choose one sometimes yeah. and really yeah. go at that. So, yeah. So yeah. you, you were, so, uh, <clears throat> and, and at what point did you start, how long were you in Denver before you started doing the personal training, fitness training? Not stuff? too long. I started in training pretty early on in Denver because I had put some work in in Hong Kong um, as far as, you know, I, I think I I did start working on getting my personal training uh, degree while I was in Hong Kong. Oh. And then, yeah. And, and then once I finally got it, that's when I, I started doing it. So okay. it was pretty early on when I came to Denver. Okay. And so you weren't fat anymore. I mean, I was still kind of fat. Really? I was more fit. Yeah. You were more fit. Okay. Yeah. So, because I've seen not super healthy fitness trainers, and I'm yeah. like, how how do they get business? How how does that work? Yeah, you just like. Yeah. I mean, Ken, when I was when I was really at the personal training, I wasn't fat. So I right. mean, I'm, I'm thinking about that. I was like, that's not who I am. I couldn't do it. If I haven't walked the talk enough, like, right. Yeah. And I say fat I, when I was personal training, like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't fat. Like, I, <laughs> I'm sure I, I, in my brain, I thought I was right. But, you know, it was probably 120 pounds. <laughs> right. 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 
So that's not that. So, so you, you, um, and I know that you're doing, I, I know the other day you, you were, you know, invited to speak and you, you're doing a lot of incredible things. So talk a little bit about over the last, you know, what, five, six years, um, you've had some pretty big shifts, I believe from, yeah. from what I know. I mean, what are some of the things that the challenges that you've faced and cause that's what this show's about. It's about helping people that are facing challenges who've hit a brick wall and they can't get through it or don't know what to do. Um, what are some of the challenges you've faced and how did you get through them? Yeah. I mean, my speech was on my experience in working in Hong Kong and I don't really think I really talked about that too much. Um, every single day, was just a, a fight or, or, or flight. Like it was sink or swim and it was my first job out of college, right? Yeah. And so every single day I was up against people with 25 years plus experience. And I'm this little girl from Kansas yeah. who's representing a French firm, doesn't speak French. Oh my God. <laughs> sitting up against the British structural engineers, the French environmental engineers, the Australian contractors, the Hong Kong architects, and I'm sitting there being like, no, guys, we are going to have steel columns. We will not do concrete. And I'm sitting here like, who am I? <laughs> you know wow. I mean? And so it was just a, a very different uh it was a it was just an experience that I took from, you know, and I'll touch on what I've been doing in five, six years, but that experience taught me so much on how to persevere and and really believe in yourself no matter what circumstance you're in. And, you know, like we always go through a lot of situations where we feel like an imposter whenever we sit there and try to, you know, motivate others when sometimes we might not even feel that confident ourselves. Yeah. And so this experience just like really taught me how to do that and that every single time, like I would, I'd be working around the clock just to, just to make sure that all these decisions were going to be made and that we were keeping the design integrity. But what I, I learned was just that <laughs> it doesn't matter. You just got to keep fighting every single, every single day and believe in yourself, no matter what, like at the end, like if you make a mistake, who cares? <laughs> yep. You just have to keep at it and right. keep pushing and keep pushing. But yeah, the last five years, my shifts have really been from uh, really finding out who I am. And that's, you know, am I an architect? Am I a fitness trainer? And so my, it's just been kind of a combination of figuring it out. And for me, for my own self, it's kind of like, I just like to do it all, really. So yeah. <laughs> I do my design and I do my fitness. So, <laughs> so you're still doing design? Yeah, I'm building a, a couple residential homes right now, luxury homes right now. So I do contract work. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Holy so. moly. So I, I feel so dumb talking to you. What? <laughs> like a master's degree architect. Like that's crazy. So, so you, you, um, like I was just sitting here thinking I got to ask her this and, and it completely left. Guess it wasn't that important. So, <laughs> so, so I, I know that um, you're doing some speaking engagements now. Yes. And and I know and oh I know what it was. So I know you're involved in Arete with Ed Milet and yes. Andy Frasilla. And yeah. um, I you know I was promoting yesterday. Um, uh, Ed Milet interviewed um, Heidi and Chris Powell. 
Uh-huh. Did you see that interview by chance? I haven't seen it. I'll have to. I, I, somebody told me that I have to listen to it. I it's, heard it was amazing. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely. Yeah. And so I posted it on Instagram and Heidi Powell commented on my post. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. I usually but, always listen. Usually I'm a little bit behind, but yeah. Yeah, I'll, me too. But I, I, I have people who are like, "Hey, did you hear this podcast?" Or that? I'm like, "Man, I, <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't." No, no. Um, but like, you know, the, the what and what I love about this particular podcast is um, Chris and Heidi. They start talking about self confidence, mm. and and they say, you know, and this is where I want to want to talk. I, I want you to talk a little bit about this because. They say in this this interview that they always every single time they've had somebody come in and lose hundreds of pounds, right? It all started with a guy that that Chris met and 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 he lost literally lost 400 pounds. The guy was wow. 625 pounds. And the That's transformation crazy. was incredible, right? But yeah. he had he had a guy, you know, he's had 70 some people lose hundreds of pounds each. And, and a lot of these people go back and, and they, they start gaining the weight back after they're out of the program. Right. And Chris said that it always 100% of the time goes back to one single broken promise they made to themselves. Like one, he goes, instead of the guy getting, he, he traced this one guy back to, instead he was at the gas station, he was getting something to drink, and instead of hitting the Diet Coke, he, he hit the regular Coke, and he's like, I'll just do it this one time, and they trace it all the way back to that one time. It's, a, it's an incredible interview talking wow. about that the broken promises. So I know that you work with a lot of people and, and I'm sure you've helped people lose a ton of weight. Um, mm -hmm. What, what do you see are some of the things that causes people to kind of relapse or go back into their old patterns? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you're hitting on something very, very good because it's, it's always that you get comfortable yeah. And you think that this one time, this one bite, this one meal, this one time, you know, and I talk to a lot of my clients about they struggle on the weekends, yeah. you know, and yeah. they say, oh, but I've been hitting the gym so hard. Well, you can't out gym a bad diet. You just can't. <laughs> and so, right. you know, it, it's always about when your priorities shift a little bit or you feel like you've gotten some momentum and then just kind of backing off a little bit and giving yourself a little bit of, of a break. Yep. And I mean, it's not even just clients. I've struggled with it myself, you know, and it's, it's just that you have to know that <laughs> I, I talk about the details matter. And that's one of the details. It's just that you have to keep, keep pushing every single day. It's just, you can't be on sometimes and off sometimes and then, you know, not know what happened. <laughs> right. But does that mean you know? like with, you know, um, I like once in a while brownies. I'm not a huge sweets person, but once in a while I like things like that. I mean, so to stay fit, do you have to eat like lettuce all the time or? No, it's about educating yourself mostly. Yeah. Um, I usually say that I like when people are, are super motivated for a, about six weeks, I, I think, is a good time. When they just are so disciplined and just are charging so hard 
And then you really, once you don't give yourself any leeway in this, this period of time, yeah. you learn how to eat, you see the results, you get really more motivated, more confident. And then you really understand, okay, I got this. I can keep going. And then once you've gotten to your goal, you don't stop being crazy persistent until you've gotten to your goal. Right. Then you can start introducing more brownies or, you know, maybe, a, you know, going out on the weekend one, you know, not the whole weekend, like, yeah. for the week, you know, not like, you know, a binge fest for the weekend, but, you right. know, like just in moderation, starting to really be able to add more back in. But until you understand your body more and how to eat, you know, for a longer duration of like, once you educate yourself is really what it's about. So, right. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, so, um, what's, what's, I, I mean, I know again, I know you're starting to do some speaking engagements. Is that right? Or is it just yeah. the one that you've done or you've done several? No, I mean, that was, I, I've done a couple, but that was like one of the bigger ones that I've done and I'm ready to, you know, start amping it up more. So that's what I'm, looking forward to to pursuing a little bit more um vigorously what's the word yeah i'm more determined to get that going so <laughs> have, have you have you had any like challenges in the last couple of two three four years that that you thought man i'm i'm I, this is it i'm not gonna make it i mean i think we have that like every day before noon right <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> I think we're uh, like super yeah. pumped by, you know, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and noon hits, it's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of times when it's, you know, you start something, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I see myself doing this for a long duration of time. Can yeah. I keep pushing? Can I keep doing this? And you know, everything kind of shifts a little bit. So, yeah, there's been challenges. I don't know if I'm really answering that very well, but. <laughs> what? Well, I guess what what is it that that because I know you're more of an you're an entrepreneur now, like you're not yeah. you're not an employee. What yeah. what was that? What what made you? What what pushed you there? I think it was also when I was in my experience when I was working uh, at the corporate job in Hong Kong. It was that I looked around, I looked at all my senior architects that I was working for. And it was that moment that I said to myself, I don't want their job. I don't want their life. Right. Like, I, like none of that looks good to me. And so it was like that epiphany moment. And this is why I really decided that I needed a change was that I don't want their lives. So what am I sitting here slaving away for? Like, what's the next step if I go on this path and realize this path isn't for me? And so then I realized that, okay. I, I'm more of a, you know, like I, I, I'm a dreamer. I'm a bit, you know, I like to, you know, I, I work hard. And then I also like to put, you know, I like to execute on what I like. So sure. <laughs> I was like, well, I need to do, I need to be an entrepreneur. So yeah. it was at that moment, it was looking at seeing I didn't want that path. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, that's, that's, um, that is one of the things that I think every entrepreneur um, that becomes a real entrepreneur. And, and, you know, um, I, I, again, I, I love Andy Frisilla and I watch some of his, his, he, he has some rants that he does. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. That's right. And I, I love it because he just tells it like it is. I mean, he oh, just yeah. keeps it real. And so, so 
So here you are now, you're this entrepreneur, you're a fitness trainer, you're doing architectural, is it architectural design? Is that what, is that the yeah. right, uh -huh. um, as a contractor, what's next for you? What's coming up? Well, what's coming up is I'm, when are you going to, when is this going to be posted? <laughs> it's posting right now. It's okay. live. <laughs> in, the in the future, I see myself going to, um, back to Asia and actually putting on wellness retreats and doing maybe wellness based architecture out in Asia. So that's what I see in my future. In Hong Kong? Not necessarily Hong Kong. Where nor else? like Thailand or, mm. you know, like one of an island. So I, I had a a an hour long meeting with a client of mine in Thailand last night until about two o'clock in the morning. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So they loving um, it? <laughs> pardon me? Are they loving it? She absolutely loves, loves, loves it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and she has a house here in the States too. But um, so, so like, I think that that's a great, a great goal. Definitely. And, and that's the thing. What, what do you think, you know, and it's a perfect segue because you know, I've always been now I have children, so it's a little bit more difficult when you have children. Sure. Um, but I've always been like, let's go, let's just do it. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fire ready aim <laughs> for me. Yeah. And, and so what, what's stopping you from going now? Nothing, Ken. <laughs> oh, well, Hey, Nothing. see you soon. Good luck well, on your flight. <laughs> I'm going, I am going. I I'm teasing. I've, I've made a lot of, of stride in that. Yeah. So it's, it's happening very soon. Good. Good. <laughs> so so yeah. how, how does everybody watching this, how, how are listening to this on iTunes? How, how can they follow you? They can follow me on Instagram, Michelle Aldridge fit, or they can follow me on Facebook, Michelle Aldridge. Okay. So, and M-I-C-H-E-L-E. One L, one L, and then Aldrich, A L D R I C H. What's up with the one L? My mother. So it's her middle name. She's got one L, so it's a family thing. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm friends with Michelle Rutt too, and yeah. and you both have one L in your name. I'm like, what the I heck? Know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I've never met any Michelle with one L, and I now know two. <laughs> I know it's hilarious. <laughs> so so um. Michelle, what would you say is the the number one? Th and this is your opinion. I ask this question of of everyone. Um, you know, what's the number one thing that stops people um, from achieving success and happiness in life? I would say it's two things: it's confidence, and then not having enough. Well, not putting enough time in the game, perseverance, just Ooh. fighting every day for it and just not giving up. So, yeah, yeah you got to have you got to believe in yourself first that I can do this. Yeah. And then second, you just have to keep doing it. <laughs> Where do you think that confidence comes from? Doing it like every single time you get a little bit more confident it's because you you've found that, OK, well, I did this yesterday, so I can do it again today. You yep. know, it's just experience and it's just always being uncomfortable. And then once you're uncomfortable, it becomes comfortable. Right. That's <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. 
So yeah. if, if um, let's say that, and, and I always paint this scenario, and the reason I do is I've been, I've been in this position. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a recovered alcoholic <clears throat> with 17, almost 17 years sober. And it's a, it's a blessing and it's That's a gift real. from God. And, That's and, but, 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 you know, I, I always say that, look, there were times, there's been times since I got sober where I've, I've had like, like repossessions. I've had all kinds of problems, right? right. And, and, and challenges that I face. But if somebody called you and they said, Michelle, I can't figure it out. I've done everything I know how to do. I'm my, I'm my electrics getting shut off tomorrow. My car was repossessed last week. I can't figure it out. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. What would you say to that person? Because you know, and I know it starts there, right? So, mm -hmm. but what would you say to them in that moment to help get them over that hump? Um, I would tell, tell them to breathe that, okay, well, if you're at the bottom, there's only one way up <laughs> and it's, it's up, right? Right, right. And so you just have to know that you only can dig a little bit every single day to get out of it. So what's the one thing that you can do today that's going to help you? Is it going to be uh, getting on the phone to, you know, see if that client you talk, you that potential client you talked to a few months back is going to sign up today for one of your, you know, your right. your products? Right. Or is it going to be that you need to get on the phone and see how you can first take the step to figure out what it is that you need to do to get your car back? Or is it that you need to, um, you know, figure out the one smallest problem that you can tackle today? that's going to make a little bit more momentum for you so that you can keep snowballing to create, to handle all the bigger pro problems you have going on to then claw out of it. So love that. Okay, that that's it. <laughs> I love Hey, that's a great answer. I mean, Snowball. <clears throat> you got uh, the, the confidence thing, I believe for me and for probably 99% of the world, um, you know, having that self-confidence, you know, we follow people like Grant Cardone and, and Andy Frasilla and Ed Milet and all these amazing people. And, and we look at them and, and, and we go, man, like, you know, look at, look at Michelle Aldridge. I mean, she's, she's perfect. And, and like, she, there's no way she could ever have a lack of self-confidence. Right. But everybody goes through that. Everybody. Right. There's no way she couldn't have been, could have been really, really fat. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't believe you were really, really fat. Okay. I'm going to share my, my picture with you. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait to show you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That um, is but so you funny. know, like those are even Andy is inspiring because he talks so much about, you know, the low periods and what he went through to get to where he's at. And, yeah. you know, there was a lot of times when he was just like, why am I doing this? And I mean, he's living out of his, his shop in the back of the, the room on a nasty mattress for 10 and years. So, yeah. For a long time. Right. So it's, it, it, it's like, you know, from the outside looking in, especially with, you know, social media, you can choose what photos you want to share. You can choose yeah. what you want to display, but at the core of it, you don't really know what's actually going on with that person or, and you might just have the same problems as that person who you think is amazing and successful and whatever. So you just have to know that, you know, I'm, I'm me and I just, I got to be on my trajectory and I have to do me. So. Yep. That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. That's awesome. 
Well, Michelle, I don't want to keep you all day. I really, really, truly appreciate you coming so on. Good to yeah you're Thank you're you awesome so much for having me <laughs> I, i'm i you know i've been like for the last i don't even know a, a year i i oh i gotta reach out to michelle and see if she wants <laughs> to be on the show and then it was just last week I'm, i saw a post you did and i'm like I, that's it i'm doing it right now and i did it and you were well, like yeah you and I'm like, yeah, yeah you're awesome. you're awesome so um thank you so much everybody on here make sure you go follow michelle and it's michelle with one l aldridge um and on instagram it's uh, michelle aldridge fit or yes okay fit or fitness mm -hmm. fit fit okay <clears throat> it used to be jeep girl or something not anymore. I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I can't have a Jeep in my island. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's awesome. Holy yeah. crap. I love it. So, so we can call it Michelle Aldrich boat. <laughs> no. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Fit, fit, fit seems to work. <laughs> so you're going to share your fat pictures now? Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> That's, but you know what though, that is really motivating for somebody struggling to see that it's possible. I agree. And that's why I like to share it Yeah, it's because it's exactly what you touched on. You don't know what somebody has gone through to get there. And even when I first started, I didn't realize that these, these hot girls on bodybuilding.com weren't born that way. Like I know <laughs> you right. don't realize that there's a lot of work, especially when I started because Instagram's full of it, but you know, like. I didn't know. So well, like and, and that's, that I think is a huge problem with social media is a lot of us get on social media. We'll scroll, you know, the average person scrolls like 300 yards a day or something with their thumb on, oh, on gosh. Facebook and Instagram. I didn't know that. It's crazy. <laughs> like it's crazy. Like everybody's going to have these huge thumb muscles, but like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like what the heck but you know like the the thing is though is 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 these you know we're going through instagram we're going through facebook we're looking at this stuff and we're comparing our full life stories to these tiny little little clips i mean right. it takes literally you could take your phone out get a nice ring light and with that beautiful backdrop behind you snap a picture and 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 you look like everything in the world is absolutely perfect right, right. and and it's like nobody sees that that the pain, the fear, right. the, all of the hard work, the, the terror, the night terrors, oh, yeah. <laughs> waking up at three in the morning going, Oh my God, how am I going to eat? You know? So yeah. people don't understand all of that. They think that it's all, and it's not. So I try like crazy to teach people, man, don't compare yourself to other people. You can't do that. You yeah. just can't. You're going to just be in a downward spiral. It's no fun. <laughs> it's, yeah, it sucks doing that. So anyway, Michelle, thank you so much. You rock. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you to everybody who watched this. And thank you to everyone that shared this out. You all rock. Michelle, thank you again so thank much. Thank you, Ken. Thanks all right. for having me. All right. We'll see you guys later. Stay. Hey, stay. Don't hang up on me yet. Don't hang up. Um, I'll okay. see you guys later. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.